Hello everyone, thank you for joining me to yet another very exciting episode of The Gloving Paradigm. I am your host Peter aka LPD8 Dubuque and this week is going to be a very fun week for me because I worked really hard on this episode and I'm going to tell you right now it's going to be a long one. So this is going to be where your journey begins. This is for the people who actually have not gotten into gloving yet and are just starting out or is just starting out and really has no idea where to begin. So you want to get into gloving. That is great. Gloving is an awesome art form. It is something that everyone who's into it is very passionate about. But where do you actually start? Well, the first things, of course, you need is a glove set. So I'm going to help you with this whole compiled list that I put together that I feel like every person should know when they're first starting out and where to actually look for this material. So first things first, you're going to be purchasing your first glove set. Now, there are many different stores out there. The first four that I actually can think of right off the top of my head that are actually the most prominent ones is first one would be AmazingLights.com. Then you also got FuturisticLights.com, you got LEDGloves.com, you have Candy Creations. I know OrbitsLightShows.com was going out of business for a personal hiatus. I don't know if they're still selling all their stuff that they have on their website, but I definitely recommend getting over there if you want to get a really good steal on, on some lights. So first things first, Amazing Lights. Amazing Lights is probably one of the most popular stores that are out there online. They're one of the biggest vendors that you can probably get your lights from. They're one of the biggest pioneers on the whole gloving community. Futuristic Lights is one of the biggest competitors that they have in my opinion. Uh, they've really been pushing the envelope when it comes to lights. LED Gloves is one of the probably one of the best websites you can go to that has all the things that you need for gloving, especially gloves, batteries lights if you have a lot of the older sets like i did back in the day you can probably still get light bulbs there candy creations probably doing the same thing as well these are all the big big names i can probably come off right off the top of my head when it comes to lights and where you actually purchase them now you can probably still <laughs> as much as i do not recommend this you can get them on amazon and you can probably also get them on ebay and craigslist which those are the websites I probably would not recommend getting them from because I personally believe from buying either from Amazing, Futuristic, LED Gloves, or Candy Creations, you're actually su directly supporting the community that loves this community. You know, Amazing Lights has been hosting many tournaments, and many different competitions. A lot of these other places are also hosting competitions. I would recommend spending your money there because you're going to be supporting the community directly. So you're on their websites. They have so many lights, you have no idea which one to choose. Well, I can actually help you out there as well. If money is no object to you, then you can buy whatever you want. I definitely recommend watching any of the product videos that they have there so you can actually understand what these lights are providing for you. I know there's so many things you can choose from. But if you're somebody like me who was starting out who didn't have you know, a whole lot of money to dispose of. There are actually pretty good different budget options out there for you. The most cheapest and most basic one, if you just want to try to dip your toes into it without putting a whole lot of money up front, you can always get the pre-wired ones, which the pre-wired ones are the ones that have individual bulbs put into the fingertips and then wires running down the glove in between two different gloves to a little box at the bottom. These things are really good in terms of function. They give you the most basic form of Gloving in the cheapest way possible, honestly. Oh man, these gloves. These gloves are crazy. So when you buy these gloves, just keep in mind that they're not going to last very long because, you know, the wear and tear on the wires are going to start showing their true colors when light bulbs are going out or one particular color doesn't show. Or if you have your hand in a certain way, all of them show, but once you move it, it doesn't show anymore. These are your most basic things. These are about $20 last time I checked. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're cheaper by now. I would be surprised if they're not any, you know, if they're not lower than 20 or 
Not even at 10, that would be insane in my opinion. Considering all the lights around the market today, if you're saying, hey, I have a little bit more money, I can probably actually buy something that's a little bit better, but you're still on a budget, best budget option in my opinion is to go with the programmable one modes. I know Amazing Lights sell, sell these, I believe they're called the Easy Lights or Easy Modes. Definitely would recommend those because it really dips your toe into the most basic form of lights, considering that the most prominent lights that you're going to find on the market are program yourself lights. <laughs> and these, I don't know if, with these lights are pretty simple. You program your colors in there, boom, you have a glove set right there. All it has is an on and off feature and just a reprogramming feature. Now I'm sure they actually bumped this up so you can program seven different colors in them. I'm hoping they've also bumped it up so you actually have 10 controls so you're also dipping your toes not only into programmable lights but into the market of what programmable lights actually provide so you have those uh another very basic one that you can probably get your hands on are the inovas uh i do know that amazing lights have their own version called the enova which in my opinion is probably one of the best ones out there on the market simply because i find versatility to be very paramount when it comes to lights the more options and combinations that they provide for you the better in my opinion you know, so you can actually program up the three colors onto these and it gives you three different modes, which also really dips your toe into mode changing. You know, you got the high mode, which is a solid ribbon. And then you got the low mode, which is the typical strobe that everyone desires. And then you have, you know, the strobe mode, which is just a simple little blink. You know, it gives you very basic stuff in terms of lights. Definitely recommend those if you want or dipping your toe into conjuring. Just keep in mind when it comes to the, any form of a Nova, it has this little program in its chip where after three seconds of being on, once you click it again, it will just turn off. Um, this does provide a whole new angle of gloving to a lot of people, a, different, a very interesting style that a lot of people are very passionate about. So if you're trying to go in that direction, that's, that will be my recommendation. Otherwise, money is no object, buy whatever you want. Whatever lights you feel like they're going to give you the most bang for your buck, go for that. So you got your first glove set. Congratulations, you're now a glover and you're now embarking on this very long and arduous journey to become a really good glover. So where do you actually begin at that point? Well, <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and divulge all these little tutorials and all these different moves. I can certainly tell you, just Googling in glove light show tutorials, you will find all of the material right there on your screen. So I would recommend starting at the very, very basic tutorials and moving your way up to intermediate and advanced. I do do strongly recommend pacing yourself and not trying to learn as much as possible so quickly because you will overload yourself. I've done it myself. So the first things you want to start with is your finger rolls and liquid moves. Those are probably the most basic and a lot of people are going to tell you they're the most crucial because it's literally the foundation of everything that we do in gloving. So you get that down. Then you also want to learn whips and flails because that's the next step when you come from finger rolls and liquid. It's another clean liquidy form that you know has a much stronger dynamic in terms of speed and velocity definitely want to learn those then once you actually get those two down then you can actually try moving on tutting now i'm going to break this up for you guys tutting is probably the one of the most divisive things in the gloving community because either people pick it up really really fast or people have to jump through hoops to freaking understand the concept now me, I'm one of those people that took a very long time to actually get the entire concept of tutting down. And once I finally got it down, it was just smooth sailing from there. And I worked super hard on learning tutting that my lines are clean for the most part. <laughs> it's been a good while. 
But yes, tutting is probably one of the most divisive ones because a lot of people want to know how to do it really quickly and will get pretty frustrated really fast when, you know, they're just not grasping the concept. I will certainly tell you as a veteran of going on nine years now, it was one of the hardest things for me to learn. But once I finally got it, it kind of just like my brain kind of just unlocked and understood and it all just made sense. So... Once you actually get that down, then you can actually go to a little bit more of an intermediate advanced style, which is called digits and dials, which digiting is, you know, manipulations of each individual, you know, knuckle on your hand or digits, <laughs> you know, to come up with that style. Dials is another form of digits where, you know, you're kind of just stacking lights on top of each other and then manipulating how you're stacking them by rotating one on from the top to the bottom. That's the basic way I can describe it you know this this is a lot of finger dexterity that you're really going to want to work on but definitely want to work in that order you want to start from finger rolls and liquid to your whips and flails then you can try to get into tutting and you, your digits dials there's this new thing that's been going around and it's a pretty huge trend already and it's called clusters the best way i can describe clusters if you look at the number four on a six-sided die which is the four dots in each corner then you move one dot from like let's just say the top left to the right and then you take those two dots and move them down and then you take those three dots and you move them left clustering them up that's pretty much the best way i can describe it to you something i don't really do because i know that takes a huge amount of dexterity to do and i just being somebody who's at 27 now going on to 28 just don't have that finger dexterity as i once had so you get these tutorials down all right you got your basics now you can move on to your immediates which you know you got king tutting you got wave tutting you know, you got clocking and impacting and conjuring, all these other things that you can look at. You know, you just gotta find what kind of style works for you in that sense and just work from there. So once you actually get, you know, down with some of the tutorials, I actually have some pretty simple practices that do highly, highly recommend that you actually set yourself for because it's going to make a lot of things smoother for yourself. So practice number one, getting a set of practice gloves is probably one of the best things you can do. I have a set of practice gloves, my younger brother does, and a lot of my other friends who are really huge into gloving also do, which fortunately where I'm currently am now, I am pre I'm pretty sure I'm the only glover in this town. So unfortunately I don't get to practice with a lot of people. However, I practice with myself and I'm pr totally fine with that. So getting yourself a set of practice gloves is probably gonna be the best thing you can do. A very good, very cheap way of getting practice gloves is using blackout gloves with no lights in them. You know, they're the black gloves with the white fingertips. These do offer a way to simulate and emulate a glove light show without using any lights or wasting any batteries in that sense. Um, again, you can also use pre-wired ones if you want to. They're really cheap. Just know that they're going to break easily and, you know, <laughs> that's how it's going to be when it comes to these pre-wires. They're just really cheaply made. And then you can also do what a lot of people do and what I find the most beneficial is to buy these battery packs which are these little discs with wires at the end of them that goes to a single pack. You can put them into your lights individually and then charge them through a USB cord and they're about 50 or 60 bucks is something I would highly recommend if you actually have the money to afford it to do so because it will be a huge investment on your whole practicing scheme. So you got those. <laughs> Then you want to set some time for yourself. Now, this is a whole this is going to base on your own schedule and you just got to try to figure out a way to fit it in. So, you know, you got X hours a day, Y days a week. 
when I was first really, really huge into it, it was every day nonstop. But after a while, I've actually said, you know, three hours a day, about twice a week, maybe once a week a lot, a lot now. And, you know, just setting that time for yourself to actually practice. You can use that time to practice on the next move you're trying to do. You're trying to, you know, work on concepts like tutting or liquid or digiting or dialing or clustering, you know, or king tutting, whatever the case may be. You know, practice on that and you have that time set for you. I do recommend alternating what you are practicing each time you go to practice because you just need to, I always find it very good for you to, you know, if you're working on something that's been really hard for you to grasp, to just kind of step away from that and work on something else that you're probably not really good at or you're really, really good at and you just want to polish things up. It's probably the best way to go about it is to you know just alternate what you're going to be practicing every time you go to practice um and the other thing is is definitely allow extra time for stretching and cool down because <laughs> you are overworking your hands you're working your wrist muscles you're working your arms it is a cardio style workout in a sense so you definitely want to make sure you that you're taking good care of yourself and stretching and allow yourself to cool down a bit you know simple things like that so basic maintenance habits that i've actually come up with over time is like i said previously stretching stretching before stretching after which i find way more important because i've had my points where i've actually made my hands so stiff that it hurt to move them compression gloves is another great example to help you with practicing it helps maintain your hand health and dexterity without doing much damage and because i can certainly tell you this my husband makes fun of me all the time because he says when I hit 30, my hands are going to turn into nice little witch hands and won't be able to move whatsoever. So taking care of your hands is a nice huge thing. I know this is not something that a lot of people talk about, but nail trimming, in my opinion, is really, really crucial. I can certainly tell you from my own experience, I've had cracked and broken nails while gloving before. And trust me, it is the most uncomfortable feeling I've ever experienced. I'm not saying that you need to file down your nails and put nail polish on them and make them all pretty, but I am telling you that simple trimming of your nails to a respectable length that isn't too far is going to help you a long ways. Also, it actually helps you that when you're like changing your lights like I tend to do, that you can actually feel them and not you know pushing your nails on top of your gloves themselves. Also, when it comes to certain diffusers, there's some pretty big diffusers out there that you know with long nails that they can push up on it and cause them to bend and that hurts a lot so just putting that out there just things like that those are simple basic maintenance things you need to know i definitely recommend all of them but to each its own so you're getting all this stuff down you're doing your stretches you've been practicing you feel really good where you're at you, you've been learning a lot of new moves and that's fantastic you know What's the next step you go from there to really up your game? Well, besides going to live events and, you know, to clubs or raves or, or festivals or whatever, you know, concerts, whatever the case may be, you want to get, you know, you want to get to that point where you're comfortable at you doing live performances. Well, granted, going to these things on a regular basis would be great, but I know a lot of people just don't have the money to do so. So what are other things that people do? Well, they like to record their videos and then put them online so people can see them now when it comes to recording my advice to you would be to treat all your recordings as a performance to a live person this is just going to help you break that mold and kind of help you you know just get yourself 
familiar with the experience of performing in front of somebody. Now, granted, performing in front of the camera compared to somebody in real life, it's a different feeling. However, I feel like recording it and treating it as a performance is really going to help you make that habit of just not letting your emotions really kind of hinder you in any way that tends to happen with a lot of people. I know a lot of people get really, really nervous and they start messing up on moves and then they're trying too hard to make a move happen. You know, just <laughs> try to try to pace yourself here. But when you go to record, I definitely would tell you to treat all your recordings as performances. Even if you're doing what, you know, the kids call these days labbing, even if it's just, you know, a practice video, just, you know, treat it as live performance because you're getting yourself into that mindset on a regular basis of, how you need to be performing and things of that nature. I do believe in the one take only mentality because if you sit there and you do a video and then you're like, oh, I need to do another take, oh, I need to do another take. You're just kind of psyching yourself out in my opinion and doing a one take only really puts you in the position like you are in a live show. You don't really get to have another take when you're performing at a venue, right? <laughs> So why are you doing multiple takes with the camera because you didn't feel like that was good enough? You know, I find one take mentality is also really good because you're going to watch that video after you record it and you're going to notice things that you need to work on and there's things that you know you're doing really, really well. So you're also going to see yourself putting yourself in the situation of how well you perform if you treat everything with that one take only mentality and treating it as a performance instead of just a practice session. Basically, that's why I come with when it comes to recordings, if you want to record every time you practice, that's fine. I would definitely recommend, you know, just every time you record, you choose a song and you perform the song. Don't immediately start recording again. Actually, give yourself a break, kind of sit back, take a breather, and kind of put yourself into the viewing aspect. And once you actually see something that you need to work on, then don't go and try to record it again. Just kind of work on that specific move until you feel comfortable doing it again. Um, one of the biggest proponents I have when it comes to gloving as a whole is muscle memory is a huge proponent when it comes to this art form, okay? I will certainly tell you I have practiced all the basic moves until I can do them in my sleep because to me a good show is that you're not pushing to make it look good and that it feels completely natural. You know, you don't want to feel like it's being forced upon you, that you just feel like your hands can do it on their own without your mind having to focus on the steps. And that's what recording is actually going to help you do because you're going to want to put yourself in that position where you're not really thinking about the recording or your moves and you're just focusing on the music and making sure that what you're doing is nice and clean. It's simple as that, really. <laughs> so a lot of the final tips that I'll give you when it comes to practicing and things like that is getting like a wide angle lens or a fisheye lens for your camera is a pretty good one. There's attachments that you can get for your phone. I use my phone to record my videos. I have, you know, a six megapixel camera that I use from time to time uh, when I feel like using that one. But otherwise, I usually just use my phone to record because phone cameras nowadays are really, really good. As much as people want to kind of gripe and moan about them, compared to where they were when I first started gloving, they're massively better. So, you know, getting one, you know, a fisheye lens or a wide angle lens is really going to be helpful because with those lenses, you don't really have to worry about or worry as much about going out of frame because it kind of really helps encompasses and catch a lot of the movements. So, you know, that kind of helps 
alleviate some of the stress on yourself about am I in the frame or am I completely out of frame because I know how it feels being completely out of frame I really suck on keeping my eye on the lens and making sure I'm still in frame because you don't really see the other end you don't see the the, the viewer end so that's just something that you gotta have to kind of work with I would just say wide angle lens and fisheye lens are just really good to help you alleviate that problem another good way to really practice and kind of help emulate the uh, the lens that you're gonna see on a lot of videos is you get a convex mirror which is a big round mirrors that you know simulate a fisheye lens essentially you know you see them all over the place in convenience stores in the corners so that people can see around corners if you can get your hands on one of those kudos to you that's fantastic if not, if any mirror is going to work just as fine. Um, I definitely recommend practicing in front of a mirror because you're not only seeing it from your end, but you're seeing it from the viewer's end. And it helps really gauge where you're putting your moves and putting everything in focus. And then one other thing is, <laughs> you know, proper storage and cleaning of your equipment. So I definitely recommend making sure that your gloves are clean. Yes, you'll eventually have to make replacements. So if you keep your eye out on sales on gloves and replacement gloves, it's always a good way to do that and always stock up on extra ones. And then always cleaning your bulbs, cleaning your diffusers. Uh, I can certainly tell you that I've dirtied up plenty of diffusers in my day. Um, you can always replace them if you want. That's up to you. So now you're at this point where you're practicing, you feel really good, you've gone to a couple of shows, you performed really well, you've gotten some really good videos. Where do you go to post them? Well, first thing first, you can post them on YouTube, which you know is probably the most easiest way to go about it. I will certainly say that if you post to YouTube, you're going to get lost in a giant gaping maw that is YouTube videos. But there are specific groups that you can find on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, things like that, all the social medias. Um, you know, you got the Glover's Lounge and Art of Gloving, which are the two most prominent Facebook groups that you can join. I can certainly tell you that there's a lot of interesting comments that a lot of people have to say about these, especially Glover's Lounge. Not as much as I've heard about Art of Gloving, but if you want to join those groups, you definitely can. I can certainly help you with that because I'm in those both of those groups. Um, you also have specialty groups for certain things like, you know, clocking, which is a style gloving. You know, you, so you got the Clock Lounge, you got Impactors Asylum, which is all about impacting. There are other special groups that are for just the lights that you have. So like the Spectros have their own special group. The the Ions have their own special group. The Kinetics have their own special group that you can join. That everyone's just talking about the lights and the mode capabilities that they have and sharing ideas of how to like come up with glove sets. So, you know, you got all of those. <laughs> and that is pretty much it. That is all I feel like I needed to cover when it comes to just starting out. If you definitely have something that you want to ask me that you feel like I didn't cover, definitely hit me up at my email at muttonchopguy at gmail.com. Please title your email with the Gloving Paradigm question so I know what it's about. You can also find me on Facebook at The Gloving Paradigm. I'm definitely on there so you can definitely hit me up there and ask me questions there. I also have a Discord server called The Gloving Paradigm. Go figure. That you can also hit me up there and that's where I would really like to have a lot of my discussions with everyone. I definitely want you all to join me there. That way we can actually gauge and talk about this and other things that I feel like I might have missed that you feel like I need to talk about. Other than that, <laughs> that is all for this episode today. I do thank you all for listening. 
definitely find me up on all my plugs that I just told you about. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. So next week, next week I'm going to be covering something I feel like is actually a lot more crucial than people are giving it credit for. And that's just basic music understanding in terms of how music is written and certain things when it comes to music and listening to music that will really help you you know expound on your entire performance as a glover so that is all for this week once again i am your host peter aka lpd dubuque and i'll see you guys all next week